Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla and we're so glad to have you here with us. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today and we thank you for your character, Lord, and your nature. We thank you for your faithfulness and the patience you have demonstrated with us, Lord. We ask that you will guide us this morning, Lord, that you will reveal to us your word, Lord, and your heart so that we're able to grow and become stronger in you, Lord. We thank you for this time in the word with our partners and listeners, Lord, and we ask that you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we get into the Word and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. So this morning we are in chapter 11. Moving forward, we are going to be reading from verses 8 through 16. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of Scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he had received as an inheritance, and he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, <clears throat> dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which had which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they, are, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Well, amen. All right, so as is our custom, the floor is now open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So we'd like to begin. I would. All right, Charles. The first thing that the Lord was showing and sharing with me is that um, what we see with Abraham is that it didn't necessarily look as though walking the land was a form of promise itself. We see that he was promised a child Yes, and this is something, Mommy, that you often tell us about, but that wasn't really referring to Isaac in the literal sense, but referring to Jesus. But most times we don't stop to consider that the process that Abraham had to go through wasn't just um, that one time to believe that Sarah was able to have a child. Most times we focus in on that as the promise, and that's what we remember, but there's truly more to it than that. And just understanding that faith is a process, faith doesn't always work by actions that seem connected, I would say, meaning that it doesn't seem like they have a direct correlation. Um, we see that multiple times inside the Old Testament where 
it would not seem as though these actions or um, deeds had anything truly to do with what was going on in the situation. But the Lord still used that to go forth and do what he needed to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Amen. Anyone else? Me. All right, Layla. Charles, I enjoyed what you said about faith being a process. And the whole purpose of us doing this study was to build the unshakable faith. And there is a key word there, build. Abraham had to build his faith. Sarah had to build her faith. All of the um, people we'll read about later in this chapter had to build their faith. And here's the good thing that the, about the Lord. He, yes, he wants us to use our faith, but he doesn't ask you to do something above what you're capable of. So he didn't ask Abraham to believe for the Messiah, which was the, the capital S seed, but also Isaac, if he if Abraham wasn't able to get to the place where he was able to believe for it and receive it. So as the Lord is asking us to do things, he equips us with all the necessary equipment to get the job done. But as far as faith goes, he's already given us a measure of faith and he gave it to Abraham. Now, the maturity part on on Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Jacob, all the ones that we read about in this section, they took it upon themselves to seek after the Lord to build their faith. They didn't you didn't see them rolling around in the dust going, oh, God, give me more faith. They took what God gave them. And as they spent time hearing from the Lord and being in his presence and getting to know him, their faith was built up and they didn't just stop there to go, OK, I believed enough. Um, you see that Paul references that in what is it? Verse 15, and truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. So they weren't mm -hmm. focusing on where they had been or where they came from, their eyes were always locked on the Father and the and the promise. And it wasn't just the promise because they wanted it so bad, but they loved the Father. And what the greater reward for them was, was to be able to see him again. So as as we're building our faith, if we take that perspective, we're, we're just pursuing God just because we love him versus looking at the promises or allowing the adversary or other people maliciously or not to bring up your past and where you were from and try to draw you back there, then there's nothing you can't do in the Lord because your faith would be unstoppable. It would be unshakable. And that's what God desires for us to have, not to have to depend on him like you know the way infants do they can't feed themselves they can't mm -hmm. change themselves but at a certain point they're expected to learn how to use the bathroom learn how to wash their hands on their own that's the same thing we have to do yes the lord kind of babies us as we first come in but there is a point where we should be maturing in everything spirit soul and body nothing left undone amen amen, amen. I, I looked at both of you brought that up because, well, we see that throughout the life of every individual name thus far, right? We just got through covering those before the flood, but now we're seeing the consistency in Abraham and Sarah, right? Because they're both mentioned here. Yes. Okay. After the flood and Abraham being known as part of the the patriarchs, right? The yes. Fathers yes. of the faith, as it were, right? So we see the consistency, not in these individuals, right? Although you also see that, 
The consistency is in the Lord and in what he requires of those that would be his children. And and I love that you brought up verse 15 because it's not about the place. It's not about where we came from. It's about trusting the Lord with our future or our hope, right? Yes. Yes. And they clearly did that, right? They were both willing, all these individuals thus far, were willing and obedient. <clears throat> when you're willing and obedient, well, it says you will eat the good or the fat of the land, right? Yes, Dad. Yes. But then we also see the results, right? We learned about what faith is, right? And yes. Yes. what it accomplishes. And, and I, I think verse 16 sums it up very plainly, right? Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, right? Yes. Is that not the covenant that was made both with Abraham and with David? Yes. A lot of times we, we separate them or it's been taught that we separate them, right? This is the covenant the Lord made with Abraham. And then this is the covenant made with David. Like they're two different things. But if you study it out truly and throughout the entirety of Scripture, from Genesis all the way through Revelation, the plumb line is the Lord's will. It's his plans, his purpose. It's his covenant. And it says plainly, I will be your God and you will be my people. Well, we only enter in through, well, as a result of grace that we access through faith. So because they put their faith in the Lord, right? Well, they first loved him so they could put their faith in the Lord and not just their faith for today, right now in the moment, but their hope or their future in the Lord. Now the Lord's testimony is God's not ashamed to be called their God. Yes, Which also should... I'll say cue us into the Lord and his perspective, right? He yes. can be ashamed. He can be grieved just like Holy Spirit. Well, if us being his children and joint heirs with Christ, why would we want to grieve or upset or make our Heavenly Father ashamed with us through our actions? And by actions, I mean those that are out of alignment with him and his standard and his nature, character, and attributes that are, in fact, disobedient to him. Houston? We should never, ever want to do that. Right? Yes. yes. So, in order to not do that, we have to be both willing and obedient, demonstrating our love, our faith, and our hope or our future is entirely placed in the Lord. Yes, Dad. So. Yes. Do you have something to share there, sir? Yes, Dad. Earlier, Dad, you brought up about a covenant between God and all his people. And the Lord was reminding me of how Dad and you and Mommy talk about how that faith is heaven's currency. And so the Lord was reminding me of how that when we're looking at faith, we should be we should also be looking at it as a contract, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Using our faith to receive the things that God has promised us. And Dad, you mentioned the last half of verse uh, 16, where it says, Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Which shows us that, first I'm going to 
the Lord was reminding me of how that there's an end goal, heaven, which we all want to get to. Mm-hmm. And so the supernatural comes first in the natural. And in order, once we walk with God and show our faith, God's able to bring some of the things from the supernatural to the natural force, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so when, when we use our faith and tandem with what God's saying, we're able to receive from the Lord what God has already promised, which, mm-hmm. which is from heaven. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I enjoy what both you and Lilo said about how what we see here and what we have to understand as well is that with the faith and especially in the example of Abraham, it said and it says here that he was to walk the land that was going to become his inheritance. Meaning that what we see and what we understand is that Abraham didn't walk exactly every square inch of it. Meaning that he didn't make sure he got his foot stuck in a crevice trying to make sure he got it. And that denoted something in particular that was important, meaning that he trusted the Lord to such a degree where he understood the premise of what the Lord was saying. Not taking away from the specific instructions, but um, sometimes for me, the Lord may tell me to do something. He may say, go walk here. And sometimes he says, I want you to walk like this exactly. Other times he's saying, walk in this direction. Walk in on this side of the street, if that makes sense. And the Lord was revealing to me is that it also denoted that the Abraham trusted the Lord to such an extent that he wasn't trying to snatch for himself mm-hmm. or be greedy by trying to make sure he walked over everything. Mm-hmm. As humans, we try to take the Lord seriously, um, not as in we're meaning that we try to take it too literally, whereas the Lord may mean a greater premise, like with the example of Isaac, and mm-hmm. he told Abraham that he's going to have a seed. As humans, we think, Okay, the seed is obviously Isaac. Instead of understanding what the Lord was truly getting at, the overarching plan that the Lord was going forward and creating. Mm-hmm. Because we see that Abraham wasn't the only one who had to walk the land. We see that in Joshua, where he had to do the same thing. Abraham already set the foundation for it. He had already received the promise, which we see later on here, that they had received the promise and saw it afar as though they had not attained it. And what is the promise? Just to make it clear for the listeners, sir. Well, Dad, there was a few promises. One was the land. One was that Christ was going to come through him. And one was that they're going to return to the heavenly community. Obviously, the heavenly okay. community was the top one. That's, he, that's the one that Abraham kept his focus on. Yes. That's the city made without human hands that he searched for. Yes, all the rest of those blessings were wonderful. And no doubt he enjoyed them and appreciated them. As the Lord gave them to him, and he could, or say, as they manifested here in the natural, right? Even though, no doubt, the Lord also revealed the spiritual aspect of all of those blessings to him as well, right? Yes. He kept his focus on the Lord and re-entering the heavenly community. Faith, right? Faith is the the thing, if you will, right? It's, as, well, promise just so eloquently stated, it is the currency of the kingdom. But faith is the thing that carries out the covenant. If you do not have it or utilize it, you will not fulfill what is required of you in the covenant. Yes. We're reading about Abraham, right? 
because he put his faith in action and carried out his part of the covenant. As a child, a son of the Lord Most High or the Most High God. Okay? Yes, yes Dad. That same covenant is available to you. Will you fulfill your end, your role, your part in that covenant? Mm-hmm. The Lord absolutely has already done that and will continue to do that throughout eternity on his end. He's only ever found faithful. He upholds his word above his very name. Yes, Dan? So, will we do our part? Will our faith be put in action to carry out the covenant? Yes, Dan? And I think that's what this gets at overall is that each of these people had to have faith for themselves. Abraham's faith didn't work for Sarah, nor did Sarah's faith work for Abraham. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the example of Jericho. How many people were marching around the city? Quite a few. It wasn't just Joshua doing it. Meaning that ultimately it was Joshua's obedience. He received from the Lord what to do, but they still had to come in line with that. Mm-hmm. And they still had to have faith as well. It wasn't just Joshua because he wouldn't been able to do it himself. Sure, the Lord could have come upon him, but that's not how the Lord wanted to do it in that moment. Um, as we kind of see in the example of Gideon. He didn't want Gideon to go by himself. He wanted to take some people with him. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So that's very important as well is that... Oh, now, go ahead, Dan. Well, with Gideon, and, and we'll get to, to some of these things, right, in this Heroes of Faith chapter, right? It was the ones the Lord selected to go, the ones that had, well, kind of like what is said or was preached by John the Baptist, right? Make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So those that had made themselves ready, that had positioned themselves in faith to carry out the the covenant. Right? Yes, Dan. Mm-hmm. So that same same standard, the standard of faith, applies to us today. And the faith must be unshakable. You yes, must Dan. be unshakable in your faith. Right? Yes. Which is why the Lord is having us do this study. So we can, as, as you stated in the beginning of this episode, build it, develop it, get our faith to a place, and, our, and by faith I mean our faith in the Lord, right? So that nothing else can impede that. It is not shaken by any situation or circumstance, trial, challenge, whatever that comes up in our life. Yes, Dan? Yes, Dan. Mm-hmm. So it can only be done, it can only be accomplished if your faith is firmly founded and, I mean, rooted and grounded in the Lord, in Christ, yes, Jesus the Christ. And his word. Amen. Meaning, Dan, as you were saying that even with Abraham, and as you mentioned, the tree had to be rooted and grounded, we don't see trees being plucked up every day then replanted. They tend to grow from a seed and they go down and they build over time as well. And that's something that Jesus mentioned in his ministry as well. He was all but admonishing the disciples to not look for the um, the overnight growth of the faith, exactly. Meaning that it wasn't going to suddenly bud as they did nothing, but it was a continual process. Meaning that 
the Lord will show me that he said he started with the mustard seed because it denoted growth, meaning that it doesn't just blossom to a huge tree one night. It's not Jack and the Beanstalk. It's not like that. It's mm-hmm. something that takes gradual time and effort and mm-hmm. diligence to cultivate. And that's what we also see here, that these people, Abraham in particular, was purposeful about applying his faith. It wasn't by accident, mm-hmm. as we see with some other people, that it was purposeful that he was going forward and knew what the Lord told him to do and believing the Lord, not something that just came about. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there's a lot in there. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the blessing that you've given us through your word, Lord. We thank you for the understanding that we've gotten this morning, Lord. We ask that you'll continue to reveal it to us as we go about our days, Lord, that you strengthen us, Lord, and provide us with the things that we need, Lord, so that we're successful and doing our call that you asked us to do, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord. We thank you for the protection that you've given them, Lord, the favor and the provision, Lord. And we just thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.